You're listening to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. His ability to suck in these balls. The 1620 The Zone. Jed says, I went to a bar that happened to have the Polynesian Bowl on one of the TVs, and I literally turned around so I didn't accidentally watch it. Good for you, Jed. There's hope for you yet. We did One one who just randomly watches old Mac games to get his football fix. Mm. But that's that's more entertaining than the Polynesian. We did hear from Michael Zavier, who DVR'd it and watched it. God. Uh, This week's Zone Deal is to an exciting new restaurant in Omaha. It's called Chirco. Located at 192nd and Q. With an evolving menu, Chirco is a dynamic, fine dining experience. And this week's deal, two $25 vouchers, a $50 value for just $25. Whoa. And? And they go on sale this Friday at at 1620thezone.com. And also, also also what? what? We have giveaways for Chirco. How are we giving them away, Nick? Maybe a game. Wow. So you didn't Maybe have to mention that unless you had an idea. I thought Nick was about to give us an idea. No, I got to hype up the people. He says we have a prize, but I don't know how we're giving it away. It'll give us a, it'll give <laughs> us an excuse to use this, Josh. That's a- <laughs> okay, I do like that. We should play that more often. Yeah. We, no, we have all these John drops that we need to play. Go into the do. FTP, Nick, and find these drops. That <laughs> find could, a John a, drop. We can a, do that. That's there a we great go. idea. There's John, way too damn many John's of them. maniacal laugh. Uh, I did mention there that we have a enough, lot of them. Update on Debo Samuel, and we'll talk more NFL in a little bit, but uh, Matt Barrows, who covers the 49ers for the Athletic. This is not the 49ers athletic guy that said that Brock Purdy had a Joe Montana-like drive to finish the game, by the way. That was a different guy. A former <laughs> friend no of the Grum. I had no oh, idea. Oh, you didn't see this? No. Dude, he was getting made fun of by his colleagues at the Athletic. Just idiotic crap. David Lombardi was the guy. Um, oh. But Debo Samuel, according to Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan does not have a fractured shoulder, quote, which is a good sign, end quote. He also adds, but there is still a lot of pain, which makes his status fuzzy for Sunday. Fascinating. They'll know, they'll know more on Wednesday. They'll know more on Wednesday. And that's a reminder, John. You can go to 1620thezone.com and make your picks for the conference championship. How about Tanner? Not the restaurant, but Tanner, one of our listeners. He picked all four games correctly, yeah. like I did, not to brag. But he also picked the score correctly. Kansas City 27, Buffalo 24. Wow. Shout out Tanner. Well, make sure you go do that at 1620thezone.com. Bingo. Well, what a difference that just a couple of days makes. I mean, after Wednesday, Mm. it was back to doom and gloom surrounding Creighton basketball after UConn basically took them out back and just treated them like old yeller. Nick, Nick, here was the, I believe we have live audio of what Nebraska and Creighton fans did after their losses. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was not pretty. And so like you stay Geller. on the East Coast. RIP. And I, just, I you, apologize for that. I'm sorry. Then you play the other first place team, Seton Hall, who's been the surprise of the league. I mean, they were picked lower, lower tier team, a lot of changeover. Yeah. And didn't have a great season last year, hovered around 500, but have gotten off to a tremendous start in Big East play. And, man, it, it, it makes such a huge difference when you can get number 11 involved in the game early on. Mm-hmm. Ryan Kalkbrenner had more post opportunities in the first five minutes than he had in the entire UConn game. And I was a little surprised, and maybe it's because the personnel doesn't quite match up. I was a little surprised that Seton Hall didn't try to do more 
to disrupt Creighton's guard play because it's, it was certainly not what UConn did two nights earlier. But they got the ball inside to Kalkbrenner. Unfortunately, he just, and I know I described it many times on the broadcast. How did you describe it? Well, what words did you use? The rims, it, Creighton missed a no, lot no. of point blank shots. Yeah. And it just felt like the rims weren't being very friendly. Mm. You know? You got to loosen them up. You don't like an unfriendly rim. You don't like an unfriendly <laughs> rim, but it happens. It does. You know, sometimes it just happens. You just put a little too much on the ball, a little too aggressive, whatever the case may be. But they managed to win, mm-hmm. despite despite having to go three overtimes and three nothing over, else. And that's the other thing. I mean, three overtimes. Baylor Shireman never came off the floor. That is a wild stat. He played fifty-five minutes. Coach Mack told me after the game, I've never had a guy play fifty-five. I was going to say, how game. often has that happened where you've had a triple overtime game and the player has played hell fifty minutes, let alone fifty-five. Kalkbrenner played all but like uh, two minutes mm. in that game. By the way, to, at today's media, uh, prior to tomorrow night's game against Xavier, uh, Kalkbrenner said yesterday was the first time he was able to close his mouth after he got jacked in the jaw. Now, I that happened on the far end of the floor. I didn't see it. I could tell he was yeah. messing with it. Naturally, the fine officiating crew didn't great go to the officiating. You had lots to, uh, of comments to, to check on them. that. Now yeah. I didn't see. I just saw he was working his jaws, if to indicate that he got jacked. But I never. I didn't see exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they survived. I mean, they it was it was a great home environment. One of the Seton Hall beat writers said it was the loudest he's ever experienced. Covering Seton Hall. Yeah. Now you said you didn't think it was that loud. Well, you said this doesn't sound as loud as my fan base. This fan base kind of sucks. It seems like no, that's, that's what not what implying. I was saying. Now it was ten thousand. <laughs> it was ten thousand seats. Yeah, because they, they they tarp off the upper deck. They don't fill the entire building, which is about the same size as CHI. The tarp boys. But mm. it was a, it was a great atmosphere. I mean, the crowd was really into it. It was a back and forth game. A lot of emotions, uh, especially given again the fine work of the three man. Name again was the guy that you loved the most. I love them all. Okay. They're all great. Okay, they're all wonderful. Um, and to win a game like that, and I asked the question of all three of the people I talked to, I talked to Mac, I talked to Stephen Ashworth, I talked to Trey Alexander. <laughs> what can a game like this do for you? Because besides it's, tire you out, besides tire you out, of course. But can it be the spark plug? And it comes at a, it comes at a fairly good time because now the Jays, after being on the road for a good chunk of the front end of the Big East season, now have three straight at home. Starting tomorrow night with Xavier, then you got the pink out game against um. DePaul, and then the following Friday against Butler. So you got a chance to build some momentum. Mm-hmm. And can a game like this be that kind of a springboard to, you know, jumping up a little bit? And, and listen, Creighton's still top 20 team. I know, again, you're always chasing the expectation, right? Yes. Last year, they were chasing the expectation all last season. And then things ended out fine in the postseason. So in the end, we're like, oh, wow, they re- they reached and surpassed the expectation. Exactly. Yeah, this the discourse that has now surrounded this team, and, and I admit to being a part of it too, is totally based off of our priors and not what they are in the moment. Sure. Whenever we talk about them, we inevitably get back to, yeah, and here's where they were in the preseason, and the preseason expectation was Final Four. Like That's what it always comes back to for them, fairly or unfairly. Now, last right. year, we did the same thing. 
And again, they did make that run by the time that March arrived. And so maybe this team is able to do so as well. I think you bring up a great point about what's to come over the next, what, couple of weeks, essentially, you know, where you have, I mean, and, and I'm kind of marking this by when am I seeing John? Because two of the last three weeks, you've basically been gone. The I know. Whole and so now we're going to, we're going to have you here because there's this nice and long nice, homestand. Nice homestand. And so that'll be very enjoyable for all, all parties involved, certainly. But that's going to be huge, especially coming off of a triple OT game that you play. It's funny that they play tomorrow. I mean, that's a very short turnaround. It is a short turnaround. Oh, by the way, Xavier likes to play fast. Yeah, but then they don't have to play until Saturday and then the following... Friday. See, I mean, that's, that's nice. So it's almost like a, can you get past tomorrow with a dub? And then you're feeling pretty good. Now, the thing you wonder about, and it'll be one of the questions I ask Mac tomorrow when we commence our coverage, yeah. is, you know, you don't want a hangover, right? Sure, sure. I mean, it was of a course. very emotional win. Yeah. If you watched, you know, the Creighton always puts out the, uh, the post-game video showing the celebration in the locker room, and this was the one put out right after the game. And in it, you, you see a little bit of Mac's speech. You see he starts to get emotional. Because he's talking about how hard these guys worked and how, you know, having a team like this that always have each, ha, has each other's backs. And he started to get a little emotional about it. Mm-hmm. And you could tell how much that game meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just that, that they won and who they beat, but how, how they, they did won. it. Yeah. I mean, Triple meant, overtime, John. a ton of adversity. They were down nine in the second half. All the momentum going Seton Hall's way. Couldn't buy a three-point bucket to save their soul. And then what happened? Yeah. Boom, boom, and, boom. And was it the right second overtime the that it seemed like, wow, Seton Hall's going to win this one? No, it was, it was the third one. Third overtime. Because Creighton had two four-point leads in the last minute of the first two overtimes right. and couldn't hold on. Then Seton Hall gets up five early in the and third overtime. so it's like, overtime, okay, this is how it's going to end. And it felt like, oh, this is, this is not going to go well. And so imagine. And they came back. Imagine all of that work, all of those minutes, all 55 minutes for a Baylor Shireman, all 50-whatever minutes for a, for a Kalkbrenner. And then you lose, mm-hmm. you know. So to get that win, you know, to it, put it, all that effort, all those emotions, all that physicality, and then to come away with a win, like I do wonder, like, what is this going to mean for Seton Hall to come out of that game at home to have that lead in the second half, to have that lead in the third overtime, and right. then you ultimately lose, and it's like, it's just, it's especially just a for a team that didn't have a lot of expectations on it, sure. and were surprising some folks, sure. And then you you drop one at home, and you kind of lose a little bit of that mojo. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how they respond tomorrow night. 7.30 tip against Xavier uh, with a 6 o'clock pregame right here on 1620 The Zone. And should mention real quick, uh, thanks to everyone who bid in the pink out auction, mm-hmm. which closed last night. The initial numbers that I heard, it's not official, this may have been one of the top three best years ever for the auction. Awesome. Wow. And we will be at the Hope Lodge on Friday, the night before the pink out game, for Connor Happer show and on Sportsmanlike Conduct for our annual paper drive, mm-hmm. where we ask for donations of paper products or just straight cash, homie. Cancer.org slash pink out. In fact, you can donate right now if you want to the Hope Lodge, which is the home away from home for cancer patient patients who are getting their life saving treatments here in Omaha and have to be close to their hospital. They can't drive home. They live too far away, yeah. or it's too expensive to go back and forth. This is their home away from home, and it's a great service, and I look forward to uh, 
being there again on Friday. Coach Mack will join us in place. And we apologize for those who will have to listen in person, who have to listen to our discussion about uh, Dungeons and Dorks or whatever we're watching. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Watch it on Peacock. Paramount. You know, it was funny because I was was on. Those are two different services. Paramount. I was on the plane. Yeah. Hoping, wondering if the internet was going to work and I was, was going to be able to watch, undefeated? watch the Ravens game. And I just, out of curiosity, went to the little, you know, the entertainment system in the airplane. Yeah. Where it had all these on-demand TV shows and movies. Yeah. And I said, gee, I wonder if Nick's stupid movie is on here. And? And it was. Of course. I was that close to pressing play. But, Do you like the taste then, of crow, John? then the beautiful picture of not quite 1080p, very kind of fuzzy, but still Like your adequate. camera sometimes. Yes. Lamar Jackson showed up on my phone and uh, I said, thank you, Lamar. I think I will watch this fuzzy football game instead. In defense, though, of past you, you would have been done and then you wouldn't have to watch it. Future you still has to watch mm-hmm. it. And you're busy. But Future, then I would have missed, I missed the Ravens game. Yeah, that game kind of sucked in the second half, though. It did. Kind of sucked in the second half. But it's kind of like, I look at Nick's movies kind of like how I studied for algebra tests. Oh. I think I can wait till tomorrow to study. You guys yeah. like Whiplash? I think I can wait for the next day. Whiplash was a great movie. You're welcome. Yeah, I had already seen it, though, many times, Nick. Mm. Whiplash, uh, remind me. was the drummer. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some uh, tweets coming in, by the way. Ray says, John just said UConn took Creighton out back like old Yeller. Where is Stibbs at when you need the drop? Wrigley, get down. Oh, come on. <sighs> I did that once and I felt bad. I'm not it's bad that. enough my dog got abused this weekend because the wife oh, put yeah, a 49ers this. jersey on her. I saw. I saw Riggs. That's dog abuse. Uh, yippee. She was very sad. You see those sad eyes. Dude, they did look sad. I have to wear this and now look at me. I, I feel like a loser. Get her a Rams jersey. Uh, yippee. I don't like to put things. I, I Wrigley, you know, I don't. She's got think, enough hair. I don't like to put like sweaters on her and stuff. We put a coat on Banks when yeah, we take him out Mr. on Banks super cold coats. days. Uh, yippee, Texan. Mac is going to kill his players. How is Mac going to kill his players? You ask him. I don't know. Torture. I, I the whole throwing up thing, yeah. like Scott Frost. I mean, I was at practice the day after the Torture. UConn game, and mm-hmm. while yes, he, there were some times where he was emphatic. Never once did I feel like any of the players' lives were threatened. Okay. Well, we'll ask it him was on a, Friday. It was, it was a very Coach, workmanlike do you plan practice. On taking them out back like old Yeller. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in years. I have no desire to rewatch Old Yeller. I've <laughs> never seen it. Yeah. I've watched it like multiple times as a kid for some reason. I don't know why. Why multiple times? I don't know. I didn't have a dog yet, and now I can't. I've never and seen it. And you wonder why the murder cult happened. No, 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 no. I don't like it when dogs die. Also, Cockbrenner when Coach Mac. Cockbrenner? Cock, cock, Brenner. Wow. When Coach Mac tells yeah. him it's time to practice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, KD writes about David Lombardi, that 49ers beat yeah. writer. He is wild with his quarterback takes. He got crazy about Jimmy G, too. We used to have David on. Mm. He covered Stanford back in the ESPN.com yes, blogging days. Why we even had him on All as that. a 49ers guy. Yeah, well, that's only we must have only had him on for 25 teams, right? Yeah. Because we would have no other reason to talk Stanford. They football. were good for a few years. They were. The David Shaw era. They were, but even when they were good, the only reason we would have them is for 25 teams. That's very true. Because then we'd ignore them the rest of the season, just like the country ignores the Pac-12. That's and now they have nothing Pac-2. to ignore. 
Pac-12, Old Yeller. Oh. Handshake meme. Pac-12, Old Yeller, handshake meme. Yeah. By the way, I did get, someone sent me a video, the uh, fire truck video that we showed. Yeah. From the reverse angle. Oh. So this fire truck is basically sliding down the street, pinwheeling, just spinning round and round. And it does. It hits, hits the, car. the car in the next door neighbor's driveway, basically like a ball hitting a bat or a bat hitting a ball. Just Does the car roll? No, no, no. The car just, it gets knocked forward. Oh, man. Just insurance smacks would take the care of that, up. right? Or would the, would the fire truck insurance take care of it for you? Well, yeah, that's fire the truck city. fall under act of God? Great question, Nick. No. Where does this fall under? Well, no. That, One of my friends works for an insurance company. I'll ask him. If there's an insurance company that would not pay for that person's car or the city or the county, whoever is the governing body of the fire department, didn't take care of the damages, then there's something wrong. Uh, Michael asks, or says, first of all, Marley and me... Is the one that's hard to watch. Never saw it. Not going to watch it. Never will. Don't you dare pick it, it, Nick. I will never. And he adds, why does he keep calling him Cockbrenner? Nick? Because I'm bad at enunciating when Mm. I should. Well, that's interesting given you work in radio. Mm -hmm. Cockbrenner. I'm half Southern. There we go. That doesn't... Nope. (laughs) I'm not going to hear this. I'm not going to hear this, Nick. I listen to podcasts with people who are from Boston, and you would never guess they're from Boston. Who are of Boston. Because they removed the that accent. That reminds me, I went down a rabbit hole the other day. Of Boston? And there's, a, there's a funny or die sketch with Tom Brady where he goes into a Dick Sporting Goods, or one of the Is it actual goods Tom Brady? Goods. Yes. Where the help, the clerk who's helping him, mocks him because he sounds like he has a Boston accent. And of course, Tom Brady does not have a Boston accent. It's a very, it's like only three minutes long. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Check it out. It's funny. Funny or die. R.I.P. Because he's just, he's like, I, I'm not from Boston. I'm from California. I'm from <laughs> San Mateo. Oh, San Mateo, Massachusetts? No, San Mateo, California. <laughs> and then there's like literally cardboard stand ups of Tom Brady selling sporting goods around. And he says, This is me. It's, it's a Paul very good Brady. bit. It's from about 15 years ago. Wow. It's during the period where Tom Brady had very short hair. Okay, I was going to ask you if it was very long hair. No, no. It's when he had the very short hair. Okay. And then uh, John texts in, movie club, Marley and me. John, hell no. No. I skipped movie club that week. We we watched an English class one day. No. It was toward the end of the year. There was nothing going on, so our teacher's like, let's watch Marley and me. English class is depressing enough. Yeah, exactly. I was fine with it. I liked English class. Read a lot of cool stories. Saddest movie I ever watched was uh, My Dog Skip. No, thank uh, you. Frankie Muniz. Yeah, he hits the dog, and then the dog dies at the end. Spoiler Spoilers. alert. Spoilers. God, it's a dog movie. What do you expect's going to happen? There's never a dog movie with a happy ending, except for Homeward Bound. They eventually made it home. Oh, I mean, I'm sure Lassie or Benji was you know, had some good good endings. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, Lassie probably old. died of stress because what's-his-face kept getting stuck in the well. <laughs> Damn it, not again. <laughs> Back in a moment, 1620 The Zone.